Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. I am very excited to have my guests on today. We have Christopher Bose and Warwick Patterson, the co-creators of the awesome show that everybody loves, Subaru Launch Control. They're coming back with season 10, and we talk all about it, and we hear some of the different things that they're doing with season 10. Uh, so we will get into that here in a little bit, but it was just really great having them on again. And I'm thankful to have this opportunity to provide this information and this behind the scenes and kind of first look or listen to Subaru Launch Control season 10 and give this to all of you out there who listen to this podcast, who I'm all very, very grateful for. So thank you all so much for listening and for supporting. I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited to share this episode with everyone. If you are looking for a great gift idea or you just want something for yourself that is Subaru branded, you've got to see these natural bamboo coasters. It's a three pack set and it's great for entertaining your guests when they're over at your house and you're all having some drinks. You can bust out your little Subaru coasters. These are beautifully made with a striped wooden grain look that is naturally heat and bacteria resistant. So protect surfaces every time you use them. The imprint on the coasters may have slightly different shades because of the natural variations in the grain, but that's what makes it interesting and fun and unique. These coasters will also help beverages from slipping off with the raised edges around the rim. Of course, this was brought to you by SubaruGear.com, one of the sponsors of the SubiNU podcast. When you go to check out at SubaruGear.com to purchase your set of coasters, be sure to use the code SUBINU, all spelled out, to get free shipping on your purchase. Be sure to go check out all the other great items that they have to offer on SubaruGear.com as well. Thank you so much for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. If you happen to purchase a new Crosstrek, Forester, or Outback and you're looking for some new wheels to help you with your adventures off-road and just to give your car a great look, look no further than Rika VS. They are committed to providing customers with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover extraordinary destinations. Riken wants to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever your adventure happens to take you. Rika's flow form process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Rika lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment, which is very important. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. You can go to rikavs.com forward slash SUBINU, all spelled out. And when you go to check out with your new set of wheels or lift kit, be sure to use the code SUBU10 to get 10% off of your purchase. Thank you so much, RikaVS, for sponsoring the SUBINU podcast. If you want to help support the podcast, you can go to SubiNewPodcast.com and right there on the main homepage, there is a button to support the podcast. You can also go to click on the decals button and purchase a decal to help rep the podcast as well as support. Or you can go to OrbisOverlanding.com and click on shop, scroll down to SubiNU and purchase some merchandise. With that said, let's go ahead and get into this episode with Christopher Bose and Warwick Patterson to talk about Subaru Launch Control Season 10. So welcome back to the podcast, guys. Together. Yeah. Yeah, stoked to be here. Launch Control Season 10. That's right. 
Or on the podcast, we can call it Launch Control 2.0. Well, it kind of is. Yeah. It's pretty accurate. In fact, uh, I think at one point we discussed that as a title, but um, that was that didn't happen, but it's okay. It was that sounded like there was friction. There was no friction. It was just like <laughs> in a meeting, we were just trying to figure it out. And okay. and like when we we made such a significant change to the show, um, that um, like calling it season ten could seem not quite right. But then again, um, calling it two point is not correct either. So anyway, it was a, it was a difficult choice to to kind of work around. So yeah. But the suits handled it and we made videos. So that's how it goes. So is there a decision now on what it's going to be called? Yeah, uh, yeah season 10. Yeah, okay. Season 10. Okay. And there's kind of three umbrellas or it's the umbrella over three different series, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because a little teaser that came out showed, uh, had a little presentation that we're going to see some different things. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's quite different. I think um, I think some traditionalists won't love it at first, but I think they'll learn to appreciate um, something new. So. Yeah. So this episode is going to come out before the launch of the show. Is there anything that you can tell us about it before it comes out, or do you have to? Do we just have to wait and see? No, we no, can I, tell you. Yeah. Go go ahead. Um, yeah. So this is the first of uh, Rally Rundown series which is kind of replacing the traditional launch control episodes um, which were generally event coverage and so rally rundowns are a little shorter uh, there's no voiceover it they're focused heavily on event coverage um, and so this one's the first one that kind of brings us up to speed through the first three events uh, focuses on olympus rally but also flashback to hundred acre wood and snowdrift. Okay. Um, and then these rally rundowns, once we're caught up, um, probably at around Ojibwe in August, they'll come out within two weeks of each event. So much more timely than previous launch controls. And there's other segments as well too, correct? Yeah. So the umbrella includes sort of three parts. There's the rally rundowns, um, there's a section that we're calling special editions. That's where you're going to get your, uh, Goodwoods and your road to Gymkhana's and anything else that comes up that would be like one-off specials. And then, um, the third part of the umbrella is a mini series called, um, next stage. And it's the, uh, building of the next generation WRX rally car, uh, with Vermont sports car. So for, um, the techies, the deep dive rallyists, they're going to love that because it's going to be um, more about the build and the rules and the regulations and, and, and rethinking how rally cars are built because they basically have built the same car um, with various iterations, but they've been on the same platform for many years now. And this is like, a, we're going to follow along with how you build these championship winning cars so for uh, for the the deep rallyists, the guys that want to know how things are made, um, that would be for them. Um, but I think it'll be interesting for everyone because it's yeah. it's going to be a bigger story than just the 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 roll cage and the motor and so on. But uh, you'll have to wait and see, just like us, because we're still filming. So. <laughs> yeah, we're still figuring out what that's going to be. And are we going to see a lot more of, I guess, coverage of a lot of different things with these three um these three elements under the umbrella? As far as like number of episodes, um, I mean, is it going to be because like the seasons before you had a certain run of episodes and then each episode covered a certain amount of things. Are we going to get a lot more out of launch control with this series? I think the main I think yeah. the main thing is you're going to get more of a one thing at a time, whereas, you know, like in a launch control, we would have we're at this event, but we would do a flashback to Goodwood and then. We'd also have a little tech piece about this or that, whatever. Um, this will be less of that, less jumping around. It'll be like, today we're talking about X and we will focus in on X and you're going to learn about that. So what that means is in the mini series, for example, and a little bit in Road to Gymkhana, you're going to have more space to learn about the technical things about the car, which we, we always are like, are we really going to do six minutes on this? It's always going to be like a 90 second or a two minute. And now we're going to have room for that. And then we're not going to 
cl- uh, we're not going to clutter an event episode that is really compelling with, but we also have to get in a Subi fest and I love Subi fest, but does it have to be in the middle of an STPR episode? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I think it has a better space somewhere else. So that's sort of what we're doing is we're taking all those pieces that we were trying to push together and we're going to make them proper in their own space. And we were stuck a little bit, not stuck, but launch control had a format and not, and after nine seasons, we're kind of like trying to figure out how to shake it up a bit and how to explore some of these other avenues. Um, and so this kind of gives us that room to do some special uh, one-offs and um, for instance, Goodwood this year is a complete episode. Whereas in the past, it's always been part of something else. Nice. That'll be um, nice to see. Goodwood's at, no, never got more than three minutes in a show. Wow. So yeah. now it's, now it's a standalone. And how so, long are these episodes going to be typically? Are they different links depending on what it is you're covering? Yeah. The rally rundowns are, we're aiming for 12 minutes. So a bit shorter than what you're used to from last year. But if you go into the earlier seasons, we were sort of in that range at one point. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to clutter it with other things. So you're going to get 12 minutes of New England Forest or whatever race we're at. It's going to be a focused approach on that episode. And 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 then the special editions are somewhat longer, probably in the somewhere between 12 and 16 minute range. And then the special editions uh, or sorry, the uh, miniseries, because it. I don't know how long those will be yet, but it'll be a multi-part, probably four or six. Don't hold us to that episode series. Okay. So yeah, we, it, we we captured a ton of great stuff at Jim Connor behind the scenes as well. So that's probably going to look more like a two episode or maybe even three episode series. Um, we'll see. It's been really great. I know we've always been complimentary of Subaru and I'm just going to take a minute here and, you know, support us our sponsor and our, our, our our paycheck, but, (laughs) but quite honestly, like they're so cool to work with because like we do the shoot at the Gymkhana stuff and we come back and work and are like, man, and, and actually Anthony, one of our editors get plug out a shout out to Anthony. Uh, He was like, I just think we have more than two episodes. And so the conversation started that maybe there should be three or whatever, but we have such a cool client that we can go to them and be like, dude, it's worth this. And they might just say yes. And they might listen to us and they usually do. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's really early. It's like, this is like, honestly, I can't even believe we're telling you guys this because this is not a confirmed thing that we <laughs> have even discussed that much ourselves, but Hey, um, I think Subaru would be down to know that we're, that we can share with them that, that this is what we think. And then they are into supporting us and believing in our storytelling. So here we are. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And back to your original question of like how many episodes and stuff, it kind of, we still have to hit a budget. Um, it's not just an endless stream of uh, episodes that can come out, but um, yeah. this gives us an opportunity. We'll at least be covering all the rallies, these special events. Then um, we'll see where it goes from there. I think we did the math and it's more episodes, but fewer minutes. So you'll get more of it uh, for shorter times, more often and more focused. So that's sort of like the, that's the pitch. If you watch the trailer, we kind of talk about that um, being, yeah. being more often and so on. And we actually, um, we just laid out the schedule today in a meeting and starting on the 27th, when the first episode comes out, it's pretty much a weekly show all the way through October. Okay. So. And are you going to run through each segment in a row, or are you going to jump around from one to the other? Uh, kind of depends on how the schedule plays out. Um, off the top, there's a bunch of rally rundowns, but then we start mixing in other stuff. And, okay. Um, yeah, we've got some, got some cool stuff. We also have some other videos that will get sprinkled in through there, um, time-lapse videos and things like that. Yeah, I like the concept of focusing on one thing for a whole episode. And that's, that's, that'll be, cause that will be valuable for people watching and who want to know more and learn more. And maybe we're kind of getting immersed in that aspect of one of the earlier episodes or seasons. And it's like, oh, I wanted to see more of that. And then it jumped around to something else. So I think that would be really good for people to see. Yeah. When we first started the series, it was kind of like Rally had a fan base, but Rallycross was brand new. So we were trying to bring rally fans over to Rallycross and some of the Rallycross people who didn't know about rally over to rally. Now those are established and we can kind of 
go back into focusing on either one in an episode. Yeah. And how, how long was this? Cause you put this together and now you've got this, this um, concept for season 10. Were y'all starting to think about this and plan this while you were still in season nine or did this come about after season nine had ended? Well, uh, as season nine was being completed, Warwick and I began, began conversations about like, Oh my God, this is the season. Like this is, (laughs) this is it. Like we're lining up for the championship in rally cross. The stories are unbelievable. Um, amazing drama. We're, we're winning the championship in rally. That has been our given and we do it every year, but we are still doing it. We did it handedly and there's good stories there. And you just see this perfect storm, this thing that we talked about since season one, like win both disciplines. And finally it's going to happen nine years later. And not only that, it's going to come down to the final race of the final event of the season. Like it, it, I mean, it was just a perfect storm. We saw it coming. We rode the wave. We knew it was happening. And, and when the shooting was done and maybe not all the editing was done, it was very clear to us that we had in our eyes, the best launch control season of the 10. And in my head, I still 100% believe that I've had time to digest it and think about it more. And it is the best season we've ever done. Um, People can fight me on it. It is a fact. (laughs) That is the best season. We won't do a better one in that format as it is today. So then, so we, we basically sort of said like, well, Warwick and I initially were like, well, we should, we should call it. That should be it. You know, go, go out on top, be done. And uh, the conversation with Subaru began, began with that, like, we should stop this. Um, not that we wanted to stop making videos, but like we had just hit, we, we had climbed Kilimanjaro. It was over, you know? Yeah. There's nothing left to climb. Um, but Subaru had a different approach on that. And, you know, it's funny, our approaches seemed completely backwards, but we ended up in exactly where I think we all wanted to go. Uh, we thought you have to end the name launch control because we're going to change the deliverable so much um, to something quite different. And and I think fans will see it, it is quite different, but um, they saw that launch control has a name recognition and a value to them yeah. and they didn't want to just turn it off. Yeah. It's a, it's it, become a brand. That's yeah. good though. I mean, it's good that they wanted y'all to keep going. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. so, the conversation once we got past the initial like, well, we should end it. Well, we should not end it. When we stopped having that debate and actually listened to each other, we realized that what we wanted to do was go to the same place. We wanted to have videos that were more responsive throughout the season, so quicker after the events. Um, and we wanted to refocus how it was told. We wanted to change the format. So, for example, um, this might come as a shock to some long time uh launch control fans but the boys the voice of launch control is not coming back the the new launch control does not have a narrator oh, okay so that's a that's probably the biggest shift um in this in the series that you'll see in here um this is the way we are on launch yeah. control yeah shout out to brian for <laughs> yeah so many years of amazing work such yeah. a difficult choice yeah but it but anyway the moment had come um I, I hope I, I know I'll work with that guy again, but um, for this project, it, it was time. And, um, and so here we are rethinking it to that degree. And their point of point of view was that, no, that's the, you can't get rid of the name just because you're changing the format. And they had a different approach. And that's where we came up with the umbrella approach. Um, that was a Subaru idea and reworking it into, the, into these three categories. But as they were saying it, I remember being in the meeting with Warwick when we thought we were in for quite a meeting to figure out how we move forward because we have such different ideas. And as the whiteboard started filling up and the, and the, the lines under it started being listed, you know, I don't know about Warwick, but my blood pressure dropped because I was like, oh, we're on the same road. This <laughs> is the same road. We're going to the same place. Think, we just have we a were, different street sign. That's yeah, we the were a only pro- difference. We were a little protective of launch control, I think, because it was kind of our baby. We created it. Yeah. And we're like, well, we don't want to jump the shark. We don't want it to become something that's everybody's like, uh, launch control, it's so old and over. So we wanted something fresh. 
and there were some some ideas from within Subaru, like, hey, can we change this? Can we change that? And we're like, okay, well, yes, but let's not call it launch control. Um, but I think we came to the best solutions all around. So it's fresh, it's new, encompasses some other things, and it's still called launch control for the fans. Yeah, and once we unlocked that idea, it's been um, a real refreshing scenario for Warwick and I as the leads, but also for the editing staff. Um, you know, and once they started building this new concept and the way it was going to work and the graphic pack that was going to fill in some of the holes that the narrator was filling and how we were going to tell the story in places where you could just drop a narrator. And once you started filling in all those gaps and, and reworking the whole thing, um, it felt free. It felt free to them. There was a lot of freedom to be creative and think how it worked. And then it's so weird because then the, the editing staff was relaying that information back to the shooting staff to reorganize how they were shooting because we were finding holes in the storytelling and this is how you got to fix it over here. So there's been like this real collaborative um, workflow f- from post to, to on location, which is a little unique. It's almost backwards uh, compared to what you would think, but it has really worked out. And um, we've actually seen the show's, I mean, I think they're pretty good. I think people are going to be surprised by the new format and the pace. They're they're up tempo, but I think once people kind of accept that and kind of like settle into it a bit, I think they're gonna they're gonna really appreciate the the new take. Yeah, it's punch, punchy and fresh and new, which is good. Yeah, and I'm excited to see it. I mean, again, since I'm still relatively new to the Subaru world, and then to Rally and Rallycross. I'm going to go into it with an open mind because I haven't been like a, you know, a launch control fan for nine years. I've just recently become a fan. So I haven't been like married to the whole concept from the very beginning. So it's going to be good for me to see something different again, because I'm not used to launch control for, for many years. I'll tell you one thing. Um, We've always sort of, pointed to the fact that we were authentic and we weren't, even though it was a brand video for Subaru, they weren't getting in the way of our messaging. They weren't, you know, controlling how we were delivering the story. They really, I would honestly say they look at it for mostly legal purposes and they they have the odd comment, but they stay out of our way for the most part, which is the best client you could ever ask for. Uh, But um, now you're getting Warwick and I out of the way because we are the guys that were doing most of the writing and the creative story development. And we were putting all that in as Brian's voice, you know, all those creative choices to, to be like that. And now we've removed Brian's voice. So you don't get to hear all my words because those were largely my <laughs> words and honed by Warwick. And so we've removed all that, you know, it's out. And, and now if something said, it's because someone on the team said it and, and that's where the focus has been. So that's, uh, that's a huge change for, for launch control. Cause it really means you're hearing from the team almost exclusively. Yeah. If the team doesn't say something, it doesn't make the show. So, so with the, when y'all were talking earlier about season nine, kind of wanting that to be it because you were on top, there was a lot of talk going around about, man, is, is launch control over? Are they not going to do it anymore? Because at the very end of season nine, you're kind of like interviewing people and you're saying like, thank yous. And no, no, we did. We totally did have a series of questions to our, the team. So what does launch control mean to you? And what does it mean to this team? And those made the end of the last episode. So you're not wrong. That's completely accurate. Yeah. It just seemed like, is this it? Because we, because I, I like, I was talking to just people online. I was talking to my patrons and we were chatting one night and just asking that question. Like, are we going to see a season 10? I think well, we, we kind of, we kind of structured it. So it could potentially be the last one. Like we wanted to go out with like, we've set our, our piece and like wrap it up nicely in case it was the last one. Um, but it also was a nice package wrapper over the team's journey. Yeah, like they finally accomplished this massive thing that they've been trying forever to do, and so we wanted to at least give that a nice wrapper. No, it was yeah. Season nine was great. I mean, it was just and that that last episode was awesome. Oh, thanks. Uh, I mean, I genuinely think we knew that launch control wasn't coming back in the form that it was. Yeah, I think that had been 
I think Warwick and I were prepared to put a pretty good fight up for that and that we wanted change and we wanted to, to evolve the series to something new, whatever that was. I don't think we had it so set in our head yet. And like we said, maybe canceling, maybe ending it there or maybe building something new or doing basically what we did, which is making something new uh, under the new banner. Um, but yeah, we were, we were pretty set on evolution and revolution and and not being stuck where we were and and we've gone we've done that so yeah it was a it was a bit of a goodbye but it wasn't a, like a we're out see you later it was like let's acknowledge that this has been a journey like like Warwick said for the team this has been a journey to get to here this is what we started off looking to do and here we are finally doing it so there's like let's acknowledge that huge journey and all the people that stuck around for those nine years and all those fans and all those guys like you who showed up late and recognized the value of what we were producing. And, and, you know, and we wanted that last episode to be as epic as we could make it. Cause I thought like for all the people that work there, that victory was that epic, you know, they had, they had fought so hard to get there. Yeah. Like I talked to, to Cyrus and Charlie and, you know, all those guys, that victory was huge for them. That was their life. And, and, you know, they make, I'm not saying they don't make good money. They get paid well to be a Vermont sports car, but you can make that money working at a restoration shop as a, as a high-end technician and fab guy, you know, you don't have to burn all your weekends chasing a rally car around the country. Um, you don't have to do that. They do that because there's like racing in their blood and we were telling their stories. So I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it on the cheap. We had to go. <laughs> balls to the wall on that last episode and pull out every every move we had yeah so how many episodes do y'all have edited and ready for season 10 now um, three, three in the cans um yeah we have three three done we have a fourth one that is in review and we're editing the fifth one which is nefr which is so like it, it, it was last weekend. Yeah. Uh, what, an, what a weekend. Holy moly. That was a, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were following around, but uh, I could barely look just, just virtually watching it and going, my goodness. So um, our team came back from the event going like, this is an epic, epic episode. So I'm stoked for it. Yeah. I didn't follow it, but I mean, I saw what happened. So that was pretty awesome. Anthony, our camera guy slash one of our editors, just one of our more senior guys, he uh, he wrote me with two stages left, saying two point two seconds, two stages, and then just a bunch of emojis that were explicit. So um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah have yeah. y'all have y'all had anybody pre-screen the um, first three episodes to get their response to what you've done? Not outside no. the sort of inner circle okay um subaru and a bunch of the team people watch it um and give us notes but yeah we haven't really released it to anybody else so i guess it won't really be seen by anybody else until you actually release it huh the, the few people who have seen it are very excited about it that's awesome so those are now, definitely subaru people but i think <laughs> but but they are very excited about it so we're and we're excited about it and so that's enough for us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. What, is there anything that y'all are doing differently, like with editing um, with this season than you did with the other ones? Oh, much of it. Yeah. When you, when you remove the voice, then um, you remove a, an easy story point. Anytime you want to do a flashback, you, all you have is the voice come in and go like, three weeks earlier, the team was here, you know, like, and that's it. Yeah. Um, you, you lose that. So now every decision you make has to be prompted by either a graphic or have someone referring to something and it has to have been recorded that way. So you just have this massive um, new challenge. And we were, we were also trying to elevate the pace of the shows launch control with that voice, which was so like such an iconic um, part of the show. He kind of, that kind of dictates your pace a little bit. You can only go so fast when you have a certain um, recognizable um, voice and pace and everything like that. That guy set the tone. And um, from there, you had to work with it. 
So you can't be moving at a thousand miles an hour and then cut to Brian going, and then this happened. And then, you know, like it just didn't work. Yeah. So now we have, by removing that, you can kind of accelerate things. So you'll see us jump from moment to moment a lot faster. Um, you'll see there's more humor in it as well. Uh, we want it to be a little more fun and, you know, serious when you need to be, but acknowledge some funny bits when it happens. Like, I, I don't know, at one point, Travis Pastrana signs a dog. <laughs> and like we just we like he's literally got a sharpie and he's signing a dog and we just had to like take a moment and put an arrow and be like dude is signing a dog right now <laughs> that's awesome so so like it was part of the part of the the humor there and we, we trying to do that more um because like it doesn't all have to be drama and serious every second of every show so there's some of that happening and you know just the freedom to rethink the format because it is completely new so there's a lot of uh editor input because they're like, well, every graphic graphic can be rethought. Every, every edit decision can be reworked. Whereas before we kind of had like a set style and pace and everything was kind of firmed up and now that's all gone. So there's in, just so much freedom. In the field, it, it's a, it's a shift in thinking as well. So when you're shooting. Yeah. I was um, just wondering that because if your editing is different, that means your shooting had to be different too. Yeah. So now we have to really, um, make sure we're prompting the team to tell us what's going on. Um, we need Dan Anktel, the motorsport manager or the drivers and co-drivers to really explain what's going on and get the, those sound bites from them instead of kind of relying on the fact that, Oh, I can tell that in the voiceover. Um, so it's, it's a lot more grabbing sound bites from people in service and getting more people in the team to tell the story, getting their perspective. Um, just so that we have all the sound bites we need to piece together that story. Yeah. And like things like before, if we did a flashback, you knew you were going to do a flashback for 30 seconds or more because you would have to have like Brian say one month earlier, we were here and then he would have to explain why that was important. Yeah. And now the new format, like we have flashbacks that are five seconds. Sometimes we flash back to something just to remind you, like, remember that? That was, yeah, that was two years ago. Okay. And we're back, you know, and it's just uh, a different pace across the board. Yeah. Trying to think of uh, what else we can talk about. <laughs> Since this podcast is talking about a show that is documenting rally, if you are out there in your Subaru hitting the rally courses, check out MeleeDesignFirm.com because they have battery mounts that can help keep your battery secure while you are out there driving at these high speeds and bouncing your car all around. They also have anti-gravity batteries, so you can check those out as well to put into that battery mount. Thank you, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. If you like to get out there and hit some overland and off-road trails and you need something to carry some extra gear, check out Spider No Drill Roof Rack. They give you great coverage over your entire roof to help you carry your spare tire or some Pelican boxes to put your recovery gear in. Or if you like to go camping, you can put your camping gear in a box like that. It just gives you a lot of versatility and um, space to store some extra stuff so check out spiderroofrack.com and see what roof rack he has for your subaru and use code subi and you all spelled out to get 10 percent off of your roof rack thank you so much spider no drill roof rack for sponsoring the subi and you podcast now let's get back to the show I didn't have any questions this time because I kind of wanted it to be candid and just, you know, have conversation. You just but... thought we had all these talking points lined up, ready to go. <laughs> hey, you, no. you were the guys or the creators, man. No, it's true. You know, we did a lot of stuff like uh, I always one thing that I always thought was a little weird was our branding was black and white on launch control. But we worked for a blue and yellow Subaru company, you know, like it, it just it felt I mean, somehow it worked. And it was fine. And it, but like what we've done is we've sort of incorporated the blue and yellow. It's still uh, white writing with uh, black boxes, but there's some blue elements and some yellow elements to kind of remind people that we that this is a Subaru <laughs> show. But it's not too yeah. much. Okay. Um, but and, and we and we still definitely you'll see the branding uh, if you watch the trailer. You've seen some of the branding. The branding still says launch control. You can see it. 
yeah um that 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 it's recognizable if you were watching it before it's going to feel familiar but but it is different um in in many ways and that graphic style that you see in the trailer that carries through through the whole show so we built a few episodes before we did that trailer so you can see those assets reappearing in the show um and it's just a new way of uh of presenting it with a, a more like lively in your face graphical look too yeah, so now once this episode comes out of the podcast before the show officially launches and people hear that it's going to be a different format, and then as you actually start getting into the show and it's a different format, do you have any like goals or plans to market it differently to try to pull people in who might be a little upset that it's going to be different? <laughs> I don't think I, uh... so. Um I think they're they're going to be a little more shareable. Um, you're not going to be quite as invested in a, a series. So it's if an event recap, you'll be able to post it or the teams can post it because it's kind of telling the story of the event. Um, they'll be coming out more regularly and they're not coming out a year after the event happens. So I think that in itself is good promo. Yeah. Um, people are going to be excited and current about it. The other thing too is because we're coming out much more frequently and kind of more responsive to what's going on. We can take feedback from the fans and um, let's, let's do a segment on something that people always ask questions on. So like people are watching the shows and they're like, I don't understand this, like send us an email or whatever. And we can think about putting that into a future show or doing a little special edition about that sort of thing. That's yeah. Good. And I'm not saying that we're going to change this this year because I think the format is pretty much set for this year, but um that if you look at the new quote unquote umbrella for launch control, it opens up a ton of doors. So this year we're doing that, um, that docu series, the mini series on the, on the new WRX, but that's a one year project. So that leaves a third Avenue for that umbrella to be open. I mean, um, I've, I've broached the topic and I don't know that it'll happen, but of the idea that, you know, maybe launch control isn't just rally specifically, and maybe it's uh, automotive performance. So there could be like a, a, a cultural wing to launch control that could be at the Subi Fests and at different events that were more tuner bent, overlanding, tuning based, whatever it is. Just it could be more of like a performance Subaru um, magazine. And those various elements could have a place. We've done that in the past past with Subaru and with launch control, but it was always, again, like a little three-minute segment or something. Whereas now all those things could have their own space, their own moment, their full episode. So um, the format lends itself to be much wider than what we were doing before. So if I'm a launch control fan or a Subaru fan, the idea that this thing could like expand out or, or grab different facets of, of Subaru culture, I think is incredibly exciting. It's something I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, because we actually pitched years ago, uh, a different show um, to try to hit those things because we think they're cool and um, you know, money, time, whatever, a thousand reasons why it didn't end up lining up. But um that idea remains and the idea has been something that we've talked about with Subaru over numerous years and, you know, it's not a bad idea. So, yeah, you know, what before, comes next is uh, wide open. Yeah. I think before, like we didn't, those other ideas didn't get actioned because we were in such a little narrow niche with launch control. And now we've kind of cracked that door to these other opportunities. Yeah. It's good when you can open things up like that and go in different directions because, with launch control the way that it was, it was kind of focused, like you were saying, and, and niched. But now you are able to kind of just think outside the box, as they say, and try to take it around to different angles and incorporate different aspects of Subaru as a whole. And uh, just, you know, I'm excited to see what else y'all come up with and, and different ideas of what may come in the future. Well, I would yeah, point out that in the trailer, there's a little graphical box at one moment that says and other one-off events um to to this day i don't know what those are but the point is is that subaru has accepted that text and <laughs> wants to do others what, yeah. whether the money or the time or whatever the schedules all line up there there is that room and um and i think 
we we all hope to exploit it when when the moment fits. Yeah, that's exciting. I'll have to go back and look at it now because now that you've explained some things, I want to go back and look at the little intro and the the uh, teaser. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the funny things you asked if anyone had seen the shows and no one has, but um, many people saw the trailer because we were really focused on trying to make sure we could get our message out as clearly as possible about the, you know, sort of the three pronged umbrella for the new Subaru, uh, for the new launch control, sorry. And it's hard. It's a hard message because it's not something that you can get out in, you know, 90 seconds. And here we are trying to do an entire podcast to explain it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. uh, we worked hard on that messaging. So it's it's totally possible that it's not uh, 100% clear to everyone at the same time. But then again, that's what the point of a teaser is. So I think when the start, st- stuff starts dropping, uh, I think everyone will kind of catch up and see like, oh, it's like that. Yeah. And I think people will get a sense of the style, the new style of the show in the first episode. But I think it's going to take two or three episodes to really... Like it took us two or three episodes to find the groove of changing how we shot things, um, what we needed to tell the story. So come episode like three, four, like we've really hitting our stride and how we tell that story. So um, it's, it's a learning process for us too. So I guess that means too, then as you go through the season and go through this series that even though you kind of have a plan of these three different aspects they can all change a little bit as you go through. That's not like this one's going to be exactly like this every time. And this one's going to be exactly like this. It could change up because you're still shooting and then you still have to edit. So you're kind of just getting started with all of it. And who knows what, what could happen with it. In some ways, in some ways it's a return to old launch control because old launch control used to come out fairly well, closer to the actual events. Um, we would figure out the last event and then backtrack a schedule every two weeks. Um, and then over the last couple of years, just free because of, you know, whatever budgets or um, planning or rally cross yeah. schedules that were all out of, that were very different than rally. Um, we ended up in a weird where we would film everything and then edit everything after. Um, so the, the season was more like a drive to survive sort of schedule. This pushes us back on top of the, the calendar. So we don't have the joys of, of hindsight. For example, this year, right now, we're building this really amazing battle. We set out to make the battle of Travis defending his championship. And, and uh, if you've been paying attention to the results, it would appear that the, ch- the story really is about Brandon in the hunt for his first championship, because in the math right now, he's the front runner and the most likely person yeah. to, to, to run that position. So like our team started in one direction and, and has ho- sort of had to pivot. Not that we ever discounted Brandon, but you know, it's hard to put your money against Travis, but here we are mid season recognizing like, okay, here we go. <laughs> this wasn't a fluke. Brandon is doing this. And, and that, that victory uh, this weekend was like pretty epic. Um, just the pictures and the battles and so on. And, uh, and, and, and we're back to like season one with a killer villain like Ken, and I like Ken quite a bit, but he's definitely our villain and it's, it's a battle. Those guys are duking it out and it's balls to the wall in, in the first season, the battle really came down to one event, but I mean, these guys have just been on it from the get go and it's, there's no one given an inch. So this can go any which way. So we may be telling the the championship story of Brandon's first title. We might be talking about how, about Ken's first title. And how this is the first time in whatever, as long as we've been filming, that they're not that Subaru's not the champions. So k- kudos to Subaru because they're still going to make the show. We're still going down that road, and and it's going to be compelling no matter what. Um, but we're riding that that wave with all of y'all. So I was joking today that uh, we have the script written. Um, we're just hoping they follow it. <laughs> yeah, it, we we made that joke before, like the first season when Higgins won and the against Ken and every year it's like, man, that followed the script to make the best show possible. Um, but it's just, it's been a fun journey following that puck and um, seeing what happens every year. Now with this different format, is it more time consuming with doing the filming and editing? Um, I think minute by minute, I think it's similar. Um, it's harder in some ways, um, but easier in others. So it's, 
easy to follow. And we're always on the voiceover, but it's easy to follow a voiceover and just build on top of a voiceover or a script that was written. Uh, when you remove that, you both have the flexibility to do whatever you want, but also you you lose that like very easy line to follow. Like, oh, this is what I'm working on. So um, I don't think, it, I think if you were to break it down by like hours per minute of edit, you know, it would be about the same, yeah. um, give or take. I think it's just different work. Yeah. Um, like when you're, when you're filming, it's a lot of, a lot more interviews and a lot more hanging around service, making sure you catch up with people um, as opposed to jumping out to a stage start or something like that. So, and with this change in the launch control format, do you see it continuing forward into just more seasons? I would I hope so. That, yeah, we have that flexibility now for sure. Okay. Um, I think at the end of every year, we're always kind of like, oh, do they want to keep going? Like, is this it? Um, but now the window is cracked wide open. Like every every winter now, we can go like, okay, that was great. How are we adjusting it for next year? Instead of being kind of stuck in a format, like, yep, we're doing 12 episodes again next year. Now, it's, I also, uh, yeah, we look at the schedule and like, oh, they're doing Mount Washington this year. Or, oh, they're going to do Nürburgring again. Like we can start adding these things in as we see. I think also... Um we've done all this energy and put all this time and energy into um, rethinking how launch control works. And I know that um, our, our bosses at Subaru are quite happy with the new format. So I think we, it would be a shame to like be on this train and then just be like, and the train stops, you know, like I think we are, our goal is to rejuvenate this thing and, and find some new life in it and see it have a life of its own. And I think it's more than one season, but you know, we don't draw up the contracts. We just sign them when they're ready. So <laughs> the, the hope is, the hope is that there's more, but, and, and I, I certainly feel like we could do more. And, and that, like I said before, that it could be wider than, than just the team. So um, we'll see, we'll see what comes of it. And I mean, the team is building a new car. Like there's a whole story to tell next year too, because that car won't be running until next season. So um, yeah, there, there's new rules in ARA that everybody's going to be racing towards. So there's a whole storyline again next year. So it never ends. Is there going to be any touching on electric vehicles? No, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't know. Um, Not currently, but I okay. hope so. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh it's tough because like rally isn't really well suited for electric rally crosses, but um, and then Subaru is, you know, just kind of venturing into the electric market with the Solterra. So uh, I'm sure at some point they're going to have to do some performance stuff related to it, but I, I don't, I don't know. They haven't talked to us about it and I don't think they necessarily know where, how this all works. It's a, it's a, like a really fast moving, um, business right now in motorsports. the electric, the electric side of things is, is very, very tough to follow in terms of like which sports can incorporate it and which ones can't. And anyway, it's a giant mess of a, of a thing to understand and it's very hard. Um, so I, I don't think anyone necessarily knows what, what the, the next few years brings, especially Subaru with electric. It, it could who, happen, who knows what I, the, I know. yeah. Who knows what the new STI is going to be when they bring one out one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was one of the things that always shocked me about um, when that news came out, that there was not going to be an, an, a new ICE. STI people started getting really upset. I'm like, they didn't say they canceled it. They just said there wouldn't be another like combustion engine one. I was like, cool. I, I will take happily take a 400 horsepower, all electric <laughs> STI. I'm sure that thing yeah. would rip. I mean like that, that'd be, that would be very, very cool. So, I mean, I don't know that that's what's coming. I'm just saying like, they didn't say it was over. They just said there wasn't going to be another gas one. Yeah. Yeah. And for each of you, which so far uh, of the events that you've shot, which has been your favorite to work on? Mount Washington's always pretty epic. Um, it's just such a crazy race. Um, we've we've lucked out. We've had good weather every single time. So it's been a joy to shoot. <laughs> I can imagine up on Mount Washington, you'd get some seasons. Yeah. Or even most summers, you can't see the peak with the clouds, but we've had like clear skies for the helicopter to fly. So it's been great. Um, it's also an event that is done by one. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty nice shoot schedule. Uh, I'm sure like the budget people hate it because they're like, this event costs us how much and we get how many shots. Uh, but it is, uh, yeah, it's a multi day, six in the morning, get on the mountain, and then you're done by twelve or one o'clock. It's all over. Um, so it, it's it's really it's also a refreshing event because you know there's only one story it's this run <laughs> up this road and that's all that matters and so you're not whereas in rallycross i think you really chase a thousand stories and then it gets honed into this is the one that matters but there's so much going on all the time like you have to you have to follow the puck all over the place but this is really like everyone focuses in on this one shot up this mountain these two shots up the mountain and that's it so uh, for that, it, it is a great event to shoot. And it's a wonderful event when your team does well, which is what we've done every time we've gone there. And, um, and yeah, it's a, it's a good one. But honestly, I found last year the rally crosses to be so rewarding, so hard and exhausting. Yeah. But the stories were there and the tracks were so interesting. And, you know, the team dynamics were so good and they were throwing races to get better positions in the other race. I was just like, oh, man, this is just this is real drama and real stakes and it's all happening right in front of you. And it's no joke. Like the Hansons are here. The competition is legit. And uh, yeah, I just, I really, really, really thought like last year's rally cross was the best events to shoot. It was interesting and fun to watch too. With all that unfolding and all the competition and yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. Yeah, I, I returned home after every one of those with like a completely broken back. I'm sure Ward felt the same way. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm broken back. Yeah, I was like, man, we're too old for this stuff. But, <laughs> but like, but also, hey, I came back with this insane story, and it's like we have it all. We got all the parts, and it was just it was uh, after, it was a true true strength for us last year. Yeah, after so many years of seeing that series, like seeing the potential of what Rallycross could be, but always kind of falling short of the mark in terms of organization or track layout. Last year, like they nailed it and it was really fun. Racing was amazing. Like you had three and four cars jumping together over jumps and splitting into separate lanes and coming back together again. It was, uh, I think everybody in the series was relieved that like, oh, okay, finally we're showing what Rallycross could be. Yeah. And the success of that series is is uh, very evident. The, I think they just announced it today. Um, Ryan Deerdick and uh, Dana White from UFC invested $300 million what? into, they bought into Nitro. So it's now a coalition ownership. Wow. Um, so yeah, huge investment by people who know how to promote and build around this stuff and like they very very clearly see a market and how it works so I'm waiting, I'm waiting for them to rename it the ultimate street league rally cross championship <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome so what was goodwood like who went over there <laughs> neither, yeah, of yeah, neither of us neither yeah. of us i was i was getting married that weekend oh um, congrats thanks yeah but uh but work has been there a few times and it's a crazy yeah. difficult event to shoot this is the first year we've had more than one shooter because um, we knew Travis was going to be running the hill climb plus rally. Um, and if you've ever been to Goodwood, it's a long, long hike, or you have to take the slowest tractor ever up the hill and wait in line for the rides. Um, so this year I, I was like, okay, we need at least two people. We had three people there. Um, and it was, yeah, we had Shreve, Austin and Anthony and, uh, they brought back a ton of good content and this year. I think because of COVID relaxing, it was jam packed with fans. Yeah. And I saw that. It's, it's one of those places where it's, there's literally just a, a ribbon barrier in between you and all the cars <laughs> and drivers. They yeah. have a little like 20 by 10 tent that they service under. Um, and to get the car out, like when it's time to go, it's like somebody has got to push back the crowds um, you yep. crawl out of the tent and drive down and there's people whistling to try and get crowds out of the way. Um, it's, it's a pretty amazing place. And if there's any driver or car from history that you wanted to see, um, they're usually there. So they got like old formula one cars, can-am cars, rally cars. Um, uh, Jensen button was there. 
Yeah. And it, big names. Um, they all come and get invited to go drive up the hill. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen it. I didn't know about it until just recently. And I was, I think I was in Arkansas visiting my daughter that weekend. And I sat, opened up my, my MacBook because I saw that it was coming up. And it was early enough that we weren't doing anything yet. So I sat there and watched the whole thing. It was pretty awesome. It was interesting yeah, right. seeing the electric cars too. Yeah, yep. well, they've won the last few years. So it's kind of, and and it's always, Festival of Speed is always, like they have a whole uh, area set aside for the future of automotive. Um, so you go in these in these big tents and all the manufacturers have their kind of concept cars and electric stuff. And um, it's really, if you want to know or take the pulse of the automotive industry, that's where you go for sure. Yep. And it's such a big event. Like for example, F1 will not schedule on top of Goodwood. In fact, they piggyback off of Goodwood, they usually have Silverstone the following week because they, they never want to be in each other's hairs, but they want to use each other's crowds. So like, you <laughs> yeah. know, great destination vacation. You fly in, you go to Goodwood, then go to London for the week and then come back out for the F1 race. Like it's a no brainer for a lot of people. Um, makes it a real motorsports destination. So um, that, that's how big it is when F1 gets out of your way. Wow. Yeah. And, and the festival speed is one thing, but the, the vintage races they have at Goodwood, um, on the racetrack, the old airfield across the road. Um, those are something special too. I've, I've never been to the revival, but I've been to the members meeting, which happens in the spring. And, um, you, you, you don't see modern cars getting driven as hard as those vintage cars get driven. <laughs> like there's Aston Martins trading paint with Ferraris and wow. drifting side by side through the corners and, it's a, it's a very fast circuit with kind of big sweeping corners. And so you got these classic cars on their narrow little tires and um, just in, in their top gear just yeah. going. And the, the owners know, like they often, often the owners aren't the drivers. Sometimes they are, uh, but they'll have like XF1 racers driving these things. And um, they know yeah. that rubbing's racing and something might happen. You, and you, you get fenders bent and things like that, but they fix them up and, bring them back the next year. Yeah. So with a uh, launch control season 10, is this for both of you, is this kind of taking up the bulk of your time? This is a major, I'd say this is a major client for both of us. We both have other, other work we do. Um, but Subaru is certainly a priority um, for me. Anyways, I know Chris has got a bunch of other work. He's got a bunch of editors working in the background uh, at his shop. So Yep. Um, yeah, Subaru's been with us a long, well, we've been with Subaru a long time. Um, and, uh, they're certainly a priority for us. Yeah, no, I'm incredibly loyal to Subaru. Um, I have, other, yeah, I do have many other clients, but they're, they're, I would say probably my biggest and certainly my biggest, if you factor in that we also do the Canadian rally championship in Canada. So, uh, that's the primary sponsor there is Subaru Canada. So between the two, you know, um, I, 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 we own two Subarus got to show up in a Subaru <laughs> for everything we do. And, uh, yeah. you know, I got, I'm, I'm really proud of those cars and, and that brand, I, you know, it's not difficult to, to support that brand and, you know, everything they do with their outdoor culture and, and all that stuff. It's just a no brainer for me. It's a good company to work for and I'm, I'm really happy to be with them. So yeah, they get all my love and um, and every other client. Uh, I hope they're not listening to this, but they get the the, the leftover <laughs> space. Yeah, that, that yeah, Subaru doesn't it's, take. It's funny. I haven't owned a Subaru for a few years. Um, I used to have a wagon, and uh, I had to get a truck to be able to tow race cars and things like that. But I sold my Subaru to a friend, and he sold it on to another good friend, and. I actually now borrow that Subaru all the time. <laughs> I go over to Vancouver Island. That's awesome. And so it's like, it's like getting back into an old friend. It's got yeah. 350,000 kilometers on it or something like that. So it's, wow. It's been through the ringer and probably 50,000 on gravel from all the days at rallies and wrecking and things like that. So um, I, I'll get a Subaru again for sure. That's cool that she's it's still around car. too. Huh? <laughs> she's not a show car, but she's, she runs. Yeah. She's starting to rust a little, but yeah. As they do in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that in Houston. Yeah. 
It's just the extreme heat. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot here this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm in Toronto visiting family and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, in the 90s. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Is there anything I'm else? I'm sure it's worse down there. But. Oh, yeah. We've been in the tr- low triple digits for a while. Yeah, but it's a dry heat, right? It's a dry oh, heat. Not in Houston. <laughs> not in Houston. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been too bad lately. The humidity's been kind of low, surprisingly, and thankfully, because man, when it gets humid, it gets bad. No, it's like 70% humidity here right now. So it's like it's 30, 32 degrees Celsius, which I guess is what, like low 90s, but crazy humid. So yeah. Yeah. So anything else you guys want to talk about with um launch control and What's coming up and what y'all are doing? We're good. We covered a lot. Yeah, we sure. did. I actually have to jet in a few minutes. Okay. But. Yeah, well, uh, thank you both for coming back on and getting in touch with me to do this again. I'm really uh, excited to see the show, and I was excited to hear from you and that you wanted to come back on. And It's, uh, it's always great to have you on. It's great to be on the show, and uh, it's been cool to see how much you've been growing your show, too. That's, Thank you. Uh, you're just part of that media empire that <laughs> surrounds Subaru and all the Subaru fans. So it's cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to do it. And I enjoy putting out content that people get to listen to. And uh, this is definitely one of my favorites. You know, it's cool because there's so many people that are fans of Rally and Rally Cross and of Subaru and Launch Control. So it's exciting for me to give people a little behind the scenes listen of what's going on with the season 10 and what they can expect. So thanks for yeah. indulging us. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I don't think we mentioned this, but like uh, that one of the things that is changes, you'll be able to watch the whole show on Facebook. If you want, it'll also be on YouTube um, as per usual. But um, if you, you, we will be promoting it and showing the full videos on Facebook as well. Um, so no matter what platform you're on and where you want to watch it, it's uh, it's there. That's great. Awesome. Thank we'd you. Let, yeah, we'd love to hear people's feedback too after the first one. Um, if people go like search the Subaru Launch Control Facebook page, um, hit us up with some comments there. and That's a good place to get notifications when the new episodes come out. Yeah, that's good. Or, or Subaru Motorsports USA's channel too. Okay. Because because I can't help myself and I read every single comment. So <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we both do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's It's, it's wonderful and terrible all at the same time. But honestly, the comments have been so nice. So uh, it's really just a joy to read all of them. And but but we're we're definitely paying attention. Good, good. All right. Well, thank you guys again, and uh, look forward to putting this out. And um, talk to y'all later. Keep in touch. Right on, man. Thanks all so right. much. You're welcome. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Well, that was a really fun episode to have these guys back on again to talk about Subaru Launch Control Season 10. I'm excited to see what this season looks like in comparison to previous seasons. Based on what they said, it's going to be a different format and we're going to have some different kind of storylines to follow, which is going to be really cool. So I'm excited to see what is going to happen with that. If you're not already doing so, follow both of these guys on Instagram Warwick Patterson is Formula Photo for Formula Photographic, which is his company. And then you can follow Christopher Bose, which his Instagram handle is Bose Media Inc. Thank you guys both so much for coming back onto the podcast and coming on together. That was really cool. And uh, thanks for sharing information about Subaru Launch Control and what we can expect to see in this next season for everybody to get a little preview before it comes out on Wednesday. So also, if you're not doing so, go follow Subaru Motorsports USA and Vermont Sports Car and, of course, Subaru USA. You should definitely be following that one. Uh, And check out the previous episodes with these guys. If this is your first time hearing this episode, go back and check out the episodes that I had with each of them individually. Warwick Patterson's episode was 56 and Christopher Bowes' episode was episode 60. So go check those out as well. And check out Subaru Launch Control on YouTube if you have not watched it, if this is your first time hearing about it. It is an awesome show. These guys did an excellent job for nine seasons. And of course, as Christopher was saying that season nine was his favorite. I really liked it too. I've watched 
not all of the previous seasons, but I've watched, I've kind of skipped around and watched different ones, um, episodes from different seasons, but season nine was awesome. And uh, so let's see what happens with season 10. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for listening and sharing. I appreciate everybody's support. Thank you to my sponsors and for my patrons. And if you would like to help directly support what this podcast is doing, what I'm doing for the community and getting people on, go support the podcast. You can join Patreon and also come hang out with us in the Discord server and have some great conversations and some bonus content as well. Have a great week, everybody. Let's look forward to the first episode of Launch Control on Wednesday as well as the Subi Scoop. And for this episode, like what I've been doing with the Subi Scoop, I decided to do something different. I put in a different song here at the end, and I'm going to let it play out until the song is over. So I hope you enjoy it, and take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.